Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Wrestling fans, my name is Joe Murata, and that is Michael Quinn. How are you? Howdy doody. And we are here to present to you something. Uh, it's a bit of a first in what we hope will be an occasional OVP series, Quinn. Yes, the series. Now, OVP if, the series. <laughs> OVP the series. Now, if you have never heard of us before, which is quite possible because the whole population hasn't, we host our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that at ovppodcast.com. You can go to at ovppodcast on Twitter. We also have a Facebook group that you can search for. It's our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. But we are going to take a break this week here from talking about the minutia of Dino Bravo. Yes, I mean, there's only so much Dino Bravo you can really handle. Yeah, I mean, there's so much excitement for one day, clearly. You know, WrestleMania is the most exciting event of the whole year, and I'm so excited this year for WrestleMania 6. Who cares? And today, and again, in the first of what we hope to be an occasional series that we do, we're going to be speaking with someone uh, about a very interesting hobby as it relates to retro wrestling. It's a very hot topic. It is a hot topic, if hot you will. property of wrestling. <laughs> yes, it's the Richard Belzer of, of, <laughs> of wrestling. Yes, right exactly. You hit it right on the head. Now, basically here, if you have ever watched a very obscure WWF video from sometime in the 80s or 90s on Twitter, Perhaps a channel that does a collection of these, uh, known as Monsoon Classic, who I don't think we have any issue shouting out here. No, it's a I very don't think well Monsoon known channel. Classic cares if we like. Hello, Mr. Classic. Yeah. Hi, Classic. <laughs> Hello there, Classic. If you've ever seen uh, something rare and different and interesting as it pertains, especially to the WWF, yeah, the in WF, the eighties, right, the exactly. WF, yeah, it's probably due to this man. Now, this man that we're about to bring on, he used to have a channel of his own back in the day. Yes, he did. Now, this channel was chock full of 80s and 90s WWF house shows and syndicated. All the good stuff, really. All this, the all, stuff. Basically, what you wanted to watch, that wasn't on the network. The stuff, right, exactly. This, and this is before the network or during the network. Uh, the stuff that you couldn't get on the network. Hey, try saying network one more time, you amateur jerkus. I think we should just bring the man in without making our audience wait here because I'm sure there's tens of people that are sticking with us the, still. The anticipation is really at a <laughs> boiling point. Yes, it's boiling right now. It is hot over there in jolly old England. Let's bring in Richard Land. Hello there, chaps. Hello. Mr. Land, thank you so much for being here. I know it's a, a bit late on your side of the pond right now. It's a little late, but I'm hanging in there. Now, for the benefit of those of you watching on the video version right now, uh, Mr. Richard Land is wearing the official OVP Is This About Doink t-shirt. Very exciting. Yes, it's wonderful. <laughs> is it? You can find that on teespring.com slash OVP podcast. Nice. A little bit of a plug yeah, there nice for plug you. nice plug there. But anyway, so uh, Richard. Hi. I, I've heard a rumor that you have a lot of wrestling tapes. Oh, really? Videotapes? <laughs> All on VHS, right? And they're all on VHS, I would oh, imagine? Oh, everything's still on VHS tape. I don't know what a DVD is. I've never heard of it. What's a DVD? I never... We, you know, this, this is a retro wrestling yeah, podcast. I see that. Yeah. Look, you've got tons of footage. You have got the... I can ask you for something and you have it. It's insane. It's really <laughs> mind-boggling. The amount of... Like, WWE 
has used your footage to fill in <laughs> yes. gaps of a uh, primetime wrestling, I imagine. Is that correct? We'll start with that story. In one instance that I know of, yes. As you were saying, when I used to put stuff on YouTube, I put one just random episode on, not thinking anything about it. And then once all this stuff, as you know, got added on the network later, one of the episodes was sort of mixed in from like a WWE master tape and this shitty, well, not shitty, but poorer quality YouTube video. And it was exactly the thing I uploaded, which was weird. <laughs> it's so, crazy because I remember when that went up. Yes. I remember that it actually, like, well, over Richard's footage, it, it said something like, this is not okay or something. <laughs> Wait, like, what, what do you yeah, mean? It was like, we pieced this This is shit not together. okay. Yeah, like, basically, like, little, you know, the little scroll bar where they usually say, like, Fabulous Moolah was born today or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, it said that. Something like, we apologize for the poor quality or yes. something like that. We apologize for not crediting Richard Land for this That's footage. That's what he should have said. said <laughs> uh, but anyway, folks, just to give you an idea, maybe you haven't heard the name Richard Land before, but I guarantee you, you have seen some of the footage or perhaps full shows that he has made available. Honestly, I'd say it's a tremendous accomplishment and it truly helps out this uh, very large community of retro wrestling fans that wanted to and still want to watch all of these old things that you can't find on the network. I mean, the network filled in some gaps in yeah, the last five yeah. years. I mean, to be fair to the network itself, it's kind of like a godsend for wrestling fans, it right? It is, yes. I, I, it fills in large swaths. It does. Right? But it's it's the job, really, of the collectors to fill the gaps Correct. at this point. Because WF is like just, they're one company. They, yes, they are. Know, only so many people probably work in the tape department. Like yeah, they, they can't three. find absolutely everything, and that's why we need a community like this, you know? I absolutely agree with you, Quinn, and I think that a, a person like Richard Land here, and Richard, I'm sure that you know your uh, worth when it comes to these fans that are looking for things. I mean, do you get approached a lot for rare tapes outside of me and Quinn, of course? Oh, like nearly every day I get a private message on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Have you got this so-and-so match or whatever? And not just from yeah. casual... Twitter followers, some actual wrestling people as well, which is crazy. We'll be safe here and not name names, but I know for yeah. a fact that there are wrestlers that currently work for WWE that have reached out to you asking for things, which I think is that, insane. It's crazy, too, because you know what that means to me? It means that there might actually be stuff that's lost that they can't go, you know, call headquarters and be like, hey, I want to incorporate something in this match. I, you know, I assume that they're like, I want to do something in my match. I want right. to look back at this footage and they probably need it, but, you know, even HQ doesn't have it over right. there. And if HQ doesn't have it, Richard Land might, which is just <laughs> <laughs> insane if you think about it, yeah. folks. The uh, the magnitude of that. All right, so let's let's start a little bit back in the beginning. Richard, where are you from in England for the benefit of those not from the UK like myself and Quinn? Uh, how would you most easily describe where you are in England? Um, I'm sure you've heard of a town called City Leeds. Yeah, yes. I've heard of Leeds. Remember British Bulldog was from there? Mm-hmm. Generally, so it's it's like within twenty minute drive of there in York, okay. in Yorkshire. That's the biggest city, Yorkshire. Now you have a pudding there, I understand too. <laughs> oh, lots of Yorkshire pudding. It's the greatest, and a doggy. Yeah. <laughs> what is a Yorkshire pudding? Actually, while we're at it, I've never had a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> it's kind of like a. You, you normally have it with a roast dinner with gravy, and it's it's <laughs> sort, of, but it's it's sort of like a. It's like you're making a pancake, but different. 
I don't know. Is this a is this a warm pudding? Yes, Richard, yes, it's clearly warm. I better be warm. If you got it with gravy, and here in America, we're used to the, the Jello snack, pudding, snack packs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, stuff. Not, maybe it's cold pudding around Vanilla here. Vanilla pudding. Yeah, we're not or chocolate. It's like Tapioca anything other maybe. than that. We don't with Yorkshire. Yeah. If you want to get crazy, bread pudding we have over here, which we is do? stale bread. I didn't even know we had that. We do bread and butter pudding. I don't know if they do that uh, over there. Bread and butter pudding. It's not not nice. Cuisine notwithstanding, at least they have wrestling over there in it's England. It's true. And, They're good at that. Yeah. And Richard, you, you, uh, you're you about our age. You're a little bit younger than we are. How old were you and when did you first get into WWF or wrestling in general? Well, my earliest memory is the show WrestleMania 9. You might have seen it before. I love it, actually, mm, yeah, personally. It's a, it's a real piece. I do. <laughs> That's my earliest memory, so I might have been watching it before. It's probably because it sticks out from because it's such a different looking show than anything else WWF was doing. <laughs> Putting it kindly. So I was about, I'll have been six years old then. That's something, I don't know what, in 1993 got me hooked on wrestling. WWF really, just because that's all we could really access in England. Oh, that's good. WCW was on a few channels, but I never really ever got into WCW. I always tell you, Richard, that that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> well, but to each his own. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces as I've gathered my tapes over the years, and some <laughs> of it's okay. Some of it's I've actually collected and never watched, and probably never will. Through and through, you're a WWF guy, clearly. Yeah. So when you when you're saying about I've got all these wrestling tapes, it's mainly just WF stuff. Correct. Which is the biggest promotion still to this day. Unless it's nothing I, to sneeze at, really. Right. And as of press time, it is. I Maybe AEW will take it over <laughs> by the time this is released. Yeah, but with, I think Garage Nitro. <laughs> yeah, Garage Nitro. <laughs> <Hot> program. <laughs> but okay, Richie. So 1993 is when you get into wrestling. Surprisingly, you hung on, which is great. You know, props to you for that. And Because uh, <laughs> 93 oh, yeah. was quite a year. When did the whole and how, really... Did this whole tape collecting slash trading, where did the interest come from, and how did you get started? Was there one particular moment that maybe spurned this whole thing, or was it a gradual development? Right. Let, let me explain. What well, This is how I remember it. I used to like tape the odd thing, but only things like pay-per-views, like the Summer Slams, WrestleManias, etc. I wasn't like taping all the weekly TV. I would watch it but wasn't taping it at the time. And then I used to collect like, some of the Coliseum videos, but not everything, as we didn't have access really to that many. It was from, like, 89 onwards. And then about 2001, you've been watching this, actually, this WWF classic show. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah. We see a lot of that labeling on stuff that comes yeah. from the collector scene. The Originally, we're showing this championship wrestling reruns from 1982. Like, I saw some of that, and back then, this was, I would have been, what, 13? I wasn't really interested. This was, like, the height of the attitude era, and I wasn't really into this old wrestling stuff, which, as you guys have seen, it's not, let's say, exciting no, no. I mean, I, it's it, the, <laughs> the height of the Attitude Era to get invested in the sweet Hanson matches. Tough, yeah. you well, know, if you're a teenager. To be fair, Joe. I mean, it's kind of like I, I always equate this. It's like with that old stuff. It's like you have to watch like everything for anything to matter. 
Yeah, but I think in hindsight, you would have to do that for the Attitude Era, too, or else True, you wouldn't True, but care I guess there's more cheap excitement. Yeah, I just mean Sweet yeah. Hanson ain't exactly, uh, <laughs> you know, eye candy, you know, for a 13-year-old that's used hey, to the Attitude Era. You know how I feel about Sweet. Sweet's fantastic, you know. But anyway, so, okay, so the classics on demand on Sky Sports, was it, right? Yeah. That was kind of the first... It was just like a regular show, but then, this is when I started getting... The- it morphed in the start showing old wrestling challenge shows from the beginning in 86, 87. Really? So the 82, 83 stuff for about a year and then just stopped. So maybe no one was watching. Maybe everyone was complaining like, we want better WWF classics. That's interesting <laughs> you say that, Richard, because I think something in America that a lot of people always want, and to this day even on the network, it's it's like, Seeing those those wrestling challenges, um, oh, superstars yeah, and stuff like that, run yeah. from, sequentially from like that, that late eighties, early nineties period, sure. it seems like almost like they never show it here. Like they well, always no. kept that away from us. So that's interesting that in the UK you had access to that stuff at that late time on Sky Sports. That is, yeah, yeah. that would have been a goldmine here for yeah. me in two thousand one, right? To watch old challenge with Gorilla and Bobby. Are yeah, you kidding definitely. me? And Johnny V or whoever. <laughs> and so I saw. Prior to this, I'd only really seen like Gorilla and Bobby on things like Rumble 92, WrestleMania 8, and a few Coliseum videos. I'd never seen any challenge before, prime times or anything. So I sort of like fell in love with all this stuff I was watching. And that's what got me interested in. That's what led you to the collecting, basically. It was like that old stuff. Then you're like, I got to get all of this, right? Yeah. So where did you first turn to? Was it eBay? Well, to start with came across a website, you might have heard of it, The History of the WWE. Yeah, sure. Yes. Graham Cawthorn. Back then, of course, it was very... I think it just started around then, actually. It wasn't as super detailed and everything as it is now. Well, it still looks like it. it it's from 2001. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Graham does that on purpose, yeah. I would yeah. hope. <laughs> so I, I noticed that, and it started listing all these things like these MSG house shows that were televised and Right. Things like Saturday Night's Main Event, Superstars, and all these different stuff I've never heard of or never really seen before. So that's when I started. Was Google around then? It might have been another search engine. Google was around back then. In Mid-90s, I think yeah, it started. Like, yeah, it yeah. became prominent. Yeah. Whatever search engine I was using, that's when I started looking for stuff and came across, like, there were all these different websites with people like, advertising their list of tapes Sure. Tape traders, right? Essentially. Yeah, essentially. The first one I remember getting in touch with was actually someone in Australia. Crikey. <laughs> yeah, crikey. That's interesting, actually. Not like UK, not US. Yeah, right, Australia right. Australia of all Australia. places. Yeah. It was Outback Jack, actually. <laughs> Timey kangaroo down. Um, <laughs> I think I've read about all this stuff, like you know, all this PAL and NTSC stuff, and I think you needed a special... VHS player to play NTSC tapes over here, and yes, correct. But like you guys got that that inferior PAL format, the yeah. fifty hertz. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, that's Vince's favorite format. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey PAL. <laughs> but in Australia, it's the same as the UK. I knew because I remember asking this person, and she used to get stuff from the UK or something. And so then I started. Oh, it was a lady. It was a, it was a lass. It was a lass. Yes, actually. Wow. Hmm. I don't know where she's. I'm not spoke to her for years and years. 
Maybe she'll find you on this videotape we're recording right yeah. now. This will be your ba- Maybe. Her, your, her big way to find you, oh, Richie. Hopefully she's still around because she was actually a bit older because it was stuff she used to tape in the like, 80s and stuff. So, But anyway, so I started getting these tapes in the mail and to start with it was stuff like Superstars Championship Wrestling from like 85, 86. That was like when it started in Australia. So she'd sort of start taping everything from then. And then I'd start collecting stuff like that. And then not long after that, that's when 24-7 started over there for you guys. That was a big deal for us because that was, that was like our first taste of like access Bullshit. to things. Yeah. Like because and- before that, there was just, well, I heard about this that aired. Yeah, years ago, maybe and they had, a, see it. they had a web version too, like specifically just a yeah. website yeah, yeah. that was like four ninety five a month or something like right. that, which I had for a bit. It was just matches, not full shows. Right. So now we're into the early mid two thousands, I guess, Rich. Right. Yeah, what two thousand five, and well, I, I was jealous that we couldn't get <laughs> all this stuff over here because I've been reading there were there were airing all these old house shows and stuff like that. But then I, as I keep looking around and. I, came across, like, trading forums and stuff. So I started finding new people and loads of people with all different stuff that take from the 80s and stuff. So then I started trading more with them and just slowly building up, just collecting anything, basically. Anything WF. Would you say that um, discovering these trading forums, is that when the collection started to explode? Was it generally through transactions with people and trading, or was it through purchases? A bit of both, because I'd started getting some of these twenty four seven stuff, and then there were these UK guys who were wanting it, so I was trading it to them because they were been looking for people who been taking it as well. And then this was also the same time that DVD started like getting into popularity instead of. You know, heavy, clunky VHS tapes, sending them <laughs> right, at the post office. and That was the first step towards, like, keeping this stuff not falling apart. Well, dumb. yeah, that's, that's on... the thing. The DVD step was probably big for you guys, I assume, right? I would imagine, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once this D- once DVD, DVD trading, let's call it, instead of tape trading, start picking up. It was crazy. Like, I'd sometimes be trading, like, 100 DVDs at once with wow. one person or whatever. <laughs> But that's crazy. It's like that really the quantity all of a sudden. Now now all of a sudden, you know, you have this the Richard Land stockpile of footage, I assume. Right. right? Yeah. Like I'd start getting all these old like MSG house shows, Boston, whatever. People would trade like seasons of like superstars and stuff. <laughs> like the full year and stuff. At what point did you feel like you were now a resource for people? More than you were someone trying to obtain things all the time. Well, there was this thing, well, have you heard of YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I heard of it, sure. It's, it's new, right? <laughs> yeah, it's new. When did that start? Let's, it was about mid- 05? Yeah, mid-2000s. So, I probably discovered that not long after, and people were up- uploading, like, you could only upload short clips originally, not... Yes. Like long videos of like yep. right. I think there was a there was a what a ten or a fifteen minute clip. Yeah. yeah, you had a limit basically. Yeah, you couldn't go past it. And the wrestling clips I saw on there were just stuff you'd seen before, like WrestleMania matches or stuff. <laughs> Not right, right. You know what I mean? Nothing from Very like, common. Yeah. So I think, well, 
I've got all this stuff just laying around here that I'm sure people would like to see that they've probably never seen since it even aired a lot of people who aren't tape collectors who were like fans in 1990 watched it then and just haven't seen it again since. So I started uploading little clips and stuff. Was that the beginning of the Richard Land channel that, you know, we knew until like a year or so ago? No, I think that was my second one. The first one eventually got just shut down. Like, which the... Okay. <laughs> the, the do, I think you've noticed, they do that to a lot of YouTube channels, unfortunately. Yeah. So th- I had that one going for a few years, and then I, I can't remember if there were a reason or it just suddenly disappeared, basically. But I think I started the next one straight away anyway. Richard Land, the YouTube channel, yeah. basically. Yeah. I can't remember even if I had a name for the first one. I'm trying to jog my memory, but regardless, yeah, that was when the rich... So this is probably in about 2011, 12. Yeah, it sounds about right. So now we're starting to catch up to the channel that we know and love. Yeah, because the Richard Land channel, what did that get up to? Over 10,000 subscribers at one point, no? Um, I think it was on about 14 at the end. Wow. Before it was unceremoniously shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is that coincides, that popularity coincided with what we kind of started at, where Richard's footage was starting to be used on the network right around yes. 2014, 2015. Yeah. And also an explosion of other channels at that right. time. And I used to have my own theory that it, they were all you. <laughs> but, uh, the so, re- yeah, that, you know, that brings up another interesting thing. It, it always seemed like you guys were connected in some way. And I assume that you weren't maybe talking with each other, but at the same time... Common it, goal, it seemed it's like. A common goal of preservation, <laughs> yes. but also a common goal of the fact that you probably had traded with each other at some point. I always seem to yes, you see right, right, footage right. bounce back and forth between these channels, you know? I mean, the statute of limitations now has passed, right? I mean, all these channels have been taken down, but we're talking the Wrestling Collector was another big one. Yeah. Buckshot LaFunk was one of my Goodness, favorite ones. Buckshot LaFunk is like yeah. a classic. Papa J. Smooth. Tony Climbing. There's one currently, uh, Lee Flix. He's been around Lee for Lee Flix is like under the radar, He's right? very under the radar. <laughs> uh, George Redcorn was another one. Oh, yes. George Redcorn, So what's it? So, Richard, once and for all, we demand <laughs> to know, do you know these people or not? Uh, only a few of them. I wasn't <laughs> speaking to any of them, really, while all this was going on. But it's weird, we all just sort of, each of us were up- yeah. uploading our own thing, different stuff, and trying not to step on each other's toes, basically, uploading right. the I same thing. I always appreciated thing. that, too. Uh, yeah. there, there must have been some, not coordination as much as, but you guys were all paying attention Some kind to of tacit, yeah, understanding that... Yeah. No one was going to upload the same. The Rassel Reel was another one, too. Yeah. Like, back in back in those kind of glory days of, you know, uploading this, and, and WWE seemed to not really care at all. Um, <laughs> right, right. That, like, in that point, I, I, I assume maybe, I don't know, just asking you personally, it's like, would you look around before you posted something first, for example, and be like, is this anywhere? Is there even a purpose to me posting yeah, this? Yeah, I was just going to say, I would yeah. always just search to see if something was already uploaded, because what? I didn't see the part uploading it again, if it's already there. So, okay, so your channel gets shut down in, what, mid-2017, I think it was, right? I remember we talked about it yeah. on a right. live video, Quinn and I. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. But that didn't stop you from collecting. Clearly, because, I mean, I know that you've found some things since then, so I guess what we want to get to now, and for you fans at home that are watching, God bless you, or still listening <laughs> here, um... You know, Richard Land is someone that, like we've said, has amassed a tremendous collection of WWF specifically. 
content that you really can't find anywhere else on the internet to a right. layman. So what we want to know, Richard, is what do you do now when it comes to collecting? Uh, again, are you more of a dealer than a, <laughs> than a prospector? Or what, what's your current situation or a typical day or week? Yeah, or what's the practice of looking for stuff that right. you're still looking for? Right. You know what I mean? I'm probably not looking as much now because I've got that meant much stuff. There is a few things I still want to find, like things random wrestling spotlights and stuff that <laughs> right, right. me and Joe have talked about before. Yeah. But as far as things like most of the house shows and TV, I've got like all of that stuff covered. Some point during this YouTube phase, I was finding, let's call them international matches, stuff only aired in certain countries, random matches. Like, like the rarest one I probably found was Brett versus Andre from Italy. <laughs> what? I don't know if you've ever seen that before. But Richard, how would you actually go about finding that? So I'd heard about, like, I think it was probably mainly through history of WWE and maybe newsletters and stuff, these different shows. And <laughs> I would search on, like, Google, but, you know, they've got this, like, translator thing. So, you'd have to, so I'd have to look for, like, websites in Italian and translate wow. it in English, <laughs> just... Just to try and find something like that, which worked because I found it. I found some guy with a, a list of his stuff, but in Italian, which I wouldn't have understood if I didn't. So, so would you actually, <laughs> would you actually like contact this Italian guy and, and be like, Hey, can I get that tape? Is that like what you're saying? Yeah. Here? Basically. Wow. So and, basically like you, you would not only explore kind of the, the English speaking, but you started going out there and finding yeah. just all sorts of international fare. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. Italian websites? I yeah. never would have thought of that. Well, I'd read that things like that it were televised and stuff, so I think, well, someone must tape it. It must exist. Or the stuff from France, I guess, right, on Canal or whatever? <laughs> yeah, Canal Plus, yeah. Was there any go-to forums, or, or or is it more of an operation where you're trying to, you're going just everywhere, Like, or is there kind of like a... Is there a place where a lot of these collectors gather? Where you're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping you find a target, you know? <laughs> yeah. A bit of both. Uh, some of these forums and stuff no longer, no longer exist and stuff, but... Have you tried the dark web? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dark web notwithstanding, uh, why don't we take a break right now? When we come back, we're going to have more stories from Richard Land and maybe some more interesting information and the holy grail of WWF tape collecting. That'll all be coming up right after this. The WWF superstars of wrestling are back on Saturday nights. They're ready, pumped up, and cruising for a bruising. They're big, they're mean, and they're totally obscene. The WWF Superstars of Wrestling, Saturday nights at 9.30 on Sky One. I'm Erwin R. Scheister, also known as IRS from the World Wrestling Federation. Watch for SummerSlam coming on August 27th, only on Sky Movies Plus. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. 
And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point. A special feature here, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're speaking with the UK's own Richard Land. Hello, Richard. Hello. <laughs> Man of uh, many words is Richard <laughs> Land. Uh, Richard, I wanted to get into one uh, story that's one of my personal favorites and one of your favorite finds. Bingo Break. Yes. Was something oh, that you yes. found that was that was elusive. Yeah. yeah. Bingo Break. I had almost never heard of it until we started talking about it. And you can check it out right here on our YouTube channel, yeah, believe it or not. Look down if you're watching this yeah, on YouTube it's here. right now. It's 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 in this channel. Sean Mooney, Gorilla Monsoon, with special guest Bobby Heenan on a local Baltimore <laughs> bingo talk show in ninety four. It's horrible. Why don't we go over and visit with our friends? Okay, let's go do that. Okay. Actually the five hundred is coming out of your pocket, Bobby. He probably wouldn't mind. Huh? The original deep pockets, Heenan? Hey, nothing's too good for my friends. Huh? Nothing's too good you for my friends. You gotta come up with see? the 500 clams for the winner out there. But Richard Land got his hands on it, and do you want to tell that story? Do you have a different story? You, it's up to you, Richie. This is your day. Well, that tape was originally, it was owned by Bobby Heenan. Unfortunately, when he passed away, I don't know what happened if someone, his family or someone, sold. he had a tape collection of stuff that he gathered, I guess through his career, and then someone I know had somehow got, I think that they actually just sold them on eBay or something. So someone wow, got wow. these tapes, and they just got in touch with me and said, oh, I've got this and that and that. Would, would, are you interested in getting it? I said, yeah, sure. So they, they contacted you, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So was that did that have a lot to do with just your reputation of finding things? Or yeah. do, do you know how they, they, they contacted you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that they... Were they looking for somebody to kind of distribute it, it or something? It was someone I don't even knew briefly, but they knew I collected all the rarest stuff. And so, they, yeah, they just sent me a private message one day and said, huh. I've got this and that and that. And said, yeah. And this is also in the it's an easier stage of where we've moved on from tapes and DVDs where you can put just upload stuff and get it like the same day, which is crazy as well. Compared to what we were used to be doing, like I, I was waiting like six weeks for a couple of tapes from Australia originally. Now, Richard, that that sounds like it was actually it ended up being easier than you probably thought because it was uh you know somebody contacted you. But is there anything you know like that like you're the still Italian proactively thing, there, searching, proactively yeah, proactively looking for, or is there other crazy stories? You know, the stuff that was even harder to find. <laughs> I'm still trying to find the like the rare. CD shows like odd episodes of like Spotlight All American from '95 Spotlight and stuff like mm. that. The rare elusive, even though there'll be nothing on it that I've not seen really before. Right, it's, but it's just been except Gorilla just saying, "Oh, welcome to Spotlight and welcome right. to Spotlight." <laughs> Doop the dumpster, grows in. I don't yeah. care anymore. But it's yeah. about the completion, really. I mean, it, yes, it's it's, a, it's an archivist. To me, to me yeah. uh, you know what you, the work you guys do is more about it's completion but more so about preservation, preservation right correct. Yeah. get this stuff digitally preserved yes. and, and be able to effectively put it out there that you're not stepping on WWE's toes maybe right because they I'll, probably don't even have this shit or think of this shit right, I, some of it. I, I always notice one thing you guys tend to do is you're not posting stuff that say WWE has on their network right you're posting stuff that is really just oddballs like that action zone yeah that yeah. nobody really wants, and I, I've yeah. always appreciated that because I think that's like what a hobby like this needs. Any or yes. any, any, not even people people that are just like old wrestling. 
You know? Sure, like they, right, right. They, there needs yeah. to be a way to preserve this stuff for them, right. you know, for history, for the kids that aren't even born yet. You know, who Think may, of the children. No, but you're right. Yeah, but you people, are right. Yeah, because in 50 years, nobody's going to fucking know what WWF Challenge is, honestly. That's, or WWE, maybe, at yeah. this rate, because AEW is taking over, obviously. <laughs> right, that's, yeah, that's the future. Mark my words. Better, no. better start taping those uh, Garage Nitro <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Yeah. Be historic. Uh, another thing, you know, and I'm saying this, and I want to make this known because I don't know who's going to see this. You know, you never know who's going to see this video. Could be 70, 80 people, but no, it could be anyone. Radio WWF pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. tape collecting in itself, but it is audio tape collecting. It's a rare hybrid. And, and Richard, it, you've been looking, right? Or right. trying. This, this is a big question, I know. It's a holy grail, right? Yeah, we, we've tried a campaign on Twitter a few times. A few people have said they have episodes of just the normal show, but not yeah, but the cares? not the paper. Well, how to dis- describe some of them? They sound pretty funny with like drunk Stan Lane or Howard Finkel, <laughs> and Johnny Polo. It sounds. Well, crazy. I'd listen to that actually. Exactly. Is there any is there any leads besides that, Richard? Uh, have you come close at all with it the, with these? Yeah, the pay per view audio we're yeah, talking with this right. Pay per view audio from Radio WF. Uh, not pay per view ones, not yet. Anyway, do you think WWF has it? I don't know because like sometimes I think they've got everything when they they upload all these random dark matches and stuff, which right are just filmed from like one camera and the video hard camera, yeah, with the timer, yeah, yeah, and then. Other bits and things not like like the show things from commercial breaks during old Raws and stuff. I've seen before. Filmed, yeah. Right, sure. and then on the other hand, they're using your footage <laughs> to fill in five minutes of an episode of Prime Time. So, like, it seems like they have everything, and then they yeah, don't. Right, yeah. that's a very astute point, actually. Yeah. How can just some odd tapes be missing and get damaged? And like that Bret Hart Tom McGee thing. They, they really didn't have, never that, huh? didn't have that. And, and now that that was a hot topic within you know your community, honestly. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that that must have been that must have been huge when it was was found for a guy like you, especially a guy that's sure. actively probably looking for something like that, right? Yeah, was that something you were trying to get your hands on for years or no? Oh yeah, the, you all are. the those tape traded guys from who've been around a while have always been because we've always heard it exists and. Some people have it, but nobody's ever seemed to found it. And then that was one of the rare things. Some random Tom McGee versus Arn Anderson match I found, which aired in France, which no one had even knew existed. That was a random rare one I found. You found it? Yeah, and uploaded it. And nobody had ever seen it <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, I know. And I, and I remember I that. Remember that I remember that one. I remember you were kind of on the trail. I remember talking to you about this, and you're like, yeah, this. I found this. Something with Tully Blanchard. I don't remember what it was. Uh, or Arn Anderson. Iron Anderson, yeah. yes. Yeah. But but either way, you found one of them, but it's like not the one. So no one cared, it, right? So no one cared. <laughs> but it was, just, it was just funny because it's like, I'm assuming you found that because it was like you were trying to find the Bret Hart right. one, right? Well, it was actually just on a random. Uh, when I've been looking at these translated websites, someone oh, they had the Italian websites, <laughs> right? Yeah, this was a French one, I think. Actually, but <laughs> this was just on it, and I, and then I messaged this guy, and it because it said Tom McGee versus Arn Anderson, just and then underneath it, it'd say like Bushwhackers versus Jobbers, right? And then I was like, <laughs> is that right? Tom McGee versus Arn Anderson, and Frenchie Martin said it was. <laughs> yeah, Frenchie Martin. <laughs> He also said the USA is not okay. <laughs> so basically, holy grail, you don't have much of a, a specific specific other than 
trying to, I guess, nail down. Oh, I know another one is the superstars that aired internationally with Gorilla on commentary up to 1999. 99, folks. That's crazy. Dash Dawson, if you're out there, you know. Yeah. Is there any is there any <laughs> updates with that, Richard, as of today? No. I, I oh, do shit. keep randomly occasionally a shout out on Twitter and stuff, but no. I keep looking. What is the number one thing, not like in your holy grails, but is there something, you know, as we're recording this, is there something you're on the trail of right now or anything like that? Or are you just kind of like you focusing on those grails right now? Trailer grail. Yeah, trailer grail. <laughs> Nothing specific. There, there is actually a, a guy who's uploading all these old Kuwaiti matches from the, some Kuwaiti of these, Cup? those and these random 80s tours, which nobody oh, even wow. knows the results of. So that's how rare they are. <laughs> are they that's gonna, wow. Are they going to wind up on Graham's uh, website? Someone's got to put them on there. Right? Or at least document yeah. that yeah. they happened. Exactly. So I'm trying to get stuff from this guy, but that's about the only thing that, I'm trying to get at the minute. Gonna be some good Bret Hart stuff in Kuwait '96, though. I bet. Oh yeah, that is the. See me wrestle Stone Cold. Stone Cold Bulldog. Oh, I could have a good match with him. My brother-in-law. Yeah. Davey. <laughs> I mean, he, he, <laughs> Bret probably has all these matches too. Which is probably the watches part. them yeah, still. In his, Hi, Natty. He his, probably watches them still. That's how that McGee thing came about. His like secretary or something like <laughs> you know, I've seen emailed this it to somebody. Thought it was a good match. Yeah. Uh, no, in all seriousness. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that they had 80 stuff there, too, though. That yeah. I didn't know. I thought Kuwaiti Cup was their first big tour me over too. there. I, 96. You know, that's news to me, is that there's actual Yeah, Kuwaiti, that I did not know in the uh, 80s. 80s Kuwaiti wrestling. 80 Kuwaiti. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it keep crazy. us posted on that, obviously. Yeah. So that's kind of what you do now, is you just kind of, since you have all this stuff, you kind of just get to be selective as far as what you're really still trying to lock down and. Other than that, you let people grovel at your feet the way we do for uh, <laughs> for content. I mean, you folks, you got to understand. Richard Land uh, went with us to Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. for the ROH New Japan show, right? Uh, this past April, and also uh, to WrestleMania with us to both shows. We kind of we, we were a group yes. there. Now the, we have an award winning, you know, very popular podcast. Sure, the, the most the most right. popular, transcended popular. There's culture. no rare episodes of our show. No, no, it's, no. It's really out there, right? But this man was a celebrity. Right. Richard Land was known by it's, fucking everyone. I got to say, uh, you know, the amount of people that he went to see. <laughs> not trying to put you put you over and embarrass you, but I mean, people knew who who this guy no, was. It's real. So, yeah. It's, it's real, real, folks. So. Every, you know, 25 minutes, all right, mate, I got to go over here and see this guy. <laughs> right. know, what the hell? Where are you going? But honestly, you know, I want to say this. I think it's a credit to your work, Richard. And, and I, your personality. You're yeah. such a nice, accessible yeah. person, too. But you're not a gatekeeper about your shit. Right. And yeah. I think we need more of that in this community right. as far as sharing. Because I think that was one thing with the McGee match that a lot of people were not happy with. <laughs> people was pissed the, a bix for it. Yeah, was, the, was the concealing of it and <laughs> yeah. the, almost like sale. Now it's mine. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and I've always appreciated, Richard, how you're open about it. It's almost like, you know, with software, like open source people. Everyone yeah. likes open source, You're the right? Linux of tape yeah, trading. Yeah, you're the Linux of tape trading, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, really, you're not trying to be a gatekeeper. You're not trying to do this to a... I know that you never tried to get famous doing this. I know that you never expected adulation. It's for the love of the right. game, really. Yeah. Wrestlers to yeah. follow you and think You never... Yeah. You weren't doing it for that. Right. It was, like Quinn said, the love of the game, the, the preservation of it. And then, clearly, by putting it on YouTube, you wanted other people to see it. Right. It wasn't a hoarding type of thing. And, Richard, would you say, like, nowadays, especially, you know, with how you've kind of 
amassed this and kind of publicized it and posted it and digitized it, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, do you feel it's more um, a preservation game now than it is a, uh, I got to hoard this and nobody can have it kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. I'd like everything to be preserved and, well, easily access- accessible for me. Right. And then if anyone wants anything, wants to know if I've got anything they can ask and I'll do my best to find it because there's a lot to look through. Yeah. I think I think the wrestling game will never find every single tape, but it's a good goal, like to try to find everything, right? It absolutely yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. I just mainly do WWFs. So there's guys who just focus on other territories, like Japanese to fly. It. Oh right. yeah. Another guy, uh, Roy Lucia, if you've seen sure. his YouTube stuff, he uploads loads of Japanese wrestling and stuff. He's the Japanese Richard he's Land, actually, essentially. I, I actually am. Uh, he's the first person I've ever seen. And honestly, uh, you guys should go check it out. Just search on Google. I don't think he's on YouTube or anything. But um, he is the first person I ever saw post a full television show of New Japan, like from the 90s and stuff yeah. like that, which I always thought was interesting that that stuff wasn't out there. You know what I mean? Sure, absolutely. And but that's the kind of thing we that you exactly. know, this community needs. Right, right. So and, I, and think, I appreciate it really. I appreciate it too, and I think the fact that uh, we have an expert in WF and like like you were saying, Richie, there's people that specialize in other promotions. That just kind of adds to the thing for me, you know. Right. You, yeah. And I know that you you are in contact with some of these people. So if we ever need, you know, we do a retro wrestling podcast, we review things. Uh, if we ever mm-hmm. need something from that's rare from WCW or ECW, we can ask Richard, and he knows where to get. It. I don't know where you're getting it, but right. he knows where he's getting it. Yeah. Which is uh is cool. I mean. Case in point here, the ECWs with uh, Dick Graham, the pilots that they're just putting on the network now mm-hmm. or just did. You had those. We reviewed yeah. these months ago. <laughs> and the thing, too, is that WWE doesn't tell you what they're going to put up. So for all we know, when Richard's trading this stuff to right. us, it's like, this isn't going to show up anywhere. And then right. sometimes it does. You know, it's kind of crazy. How did you get your hands on those, if you can say? Just one of the guys who I know has, I think I, for some reason I was reading about the early ECW and Dick Graham been involved. <laughs> oh, actually, I know. The, the ones on the network in the opening, like, intro, Dick Graham's in, Dick Graham's, like, still in the intro. He's in the intro of the ECWs on the network. Oh, yeah. the ECWs. Remember? The, yes, he, he is. He is in the intro of the 93 ECWs, That's right? That's true. And Neidhart, I think. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, well, maybe these must be out there somewhere because this will be kind of weird to see Dick Graham all I know him from is the Spectrum shows that he did. Don't you just love him? Yeah. <laughs> and Stately Wayne Manor, by the way, who... Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny about when we reviewed that, uh, Richard, I don't know if you were following, but um, you know, we got contacted by Stately Wayne Manor. I don't yeah. think he even heard anything about those shows since then. And Yeah, you he know, was very surprised, I think, yeah, that we got so, our hands on that. I mean, that. I, I, I do think sometimes also another cool side effect of what you do is that it raises awareness... Yeah, um, it brings things to in, light indirectly almost, yeah, and yeah. people are like, "Oh, you know, I want to see that." You right. know, like yeah. and maybe the, you know that's how stuff ends up. Because I'm sure they read, you know, Twitter and stuff. Because how the hell else would they know what the hell to post? Next? Right, of course. You true. Know what I mean, there's so much out there. They must look around and well, what's the demand? They must have and, some kind of pulse, right? Yeah, WWE. exactly. That's what I try and do now. Like, I mainly just put stuff, little clips on Twitter of just random rare things, just to see what the interest is and stuff. And to take the temperature, yeah. Yeah, they drum yeah. up to see, you know, maybe this is something people want to see. Right, exactly. 
I think what you do is great, obviously, uh, aside from the fact that I think you're a real jam-up guy. <laughs> Same here. You're, you're a high flyer of the highest magnitude, Richard, but no, in all seriousness, the best. you're a great guy, yeah. and uh, I think what you do is a service to any retro wrestling fan, because obviously it's all digitized now, or the, uh, most of it is. I, I don't know what you still have sitting around in boxes or in bins or in binders, but <laughs> the work that you've put into it, not only to obtain these things, to digitize them, right? Yeah. you know, and to upload them sometimes like videotape wise i'm saying in, in the earlier days yeah so i just think it's pretty cool well thank you no thank you actually thank you richard yes i think it's pretty cool too <laughs> you're tearing up over there <laughs> oh, it's, no, emotional. it's getting emotional it's talking about all the old tapes <laughs> well uh fans thank you and hopefully you're still with us here again this is joe Morata and michael quinn we host our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast and this has been an interview with Richard Land about tape collection, tape preservation. Yeah, uh, Rich- all, all that entails. Richard Land is a hell of a guy, and he has a hell of a WWF tape collection. And we hope you've enjoyed this uh, this little talk about it, you know, and how it got started and, and how we do it. Quinn, do you have any final questions or comments for Mr. Land before we sign off here? I think that's covered with it. Yeah. Um, I just want to reiterate again, thanks for coming on with us yes, today, Richard. Um, it's always enlightening. This is a topic that I don't think a lot of podcasts or videos or anything talk about the actual action of yeah, the, the mechanics the mechanics <laughs> of the collection because anytime I'm watching this old stuff it maybe it's just the way I think but Probably. I'm always like I'm always like where did this come from like right. how did they find this like you know and yeah, so, I thought I, that too right so it's it's always I always thought it was an interesting thing and I always wanted to cover it so I'm I'm very happy you were able to come on today and kind of tell us like kind of a little history yeah. and also just kind of the mechanics of how it all works and what what you actually do. I think it's very nice of you um, and I appreciate you coming on as well. Richard, anything you want to say to your legion of fans out there? Well, if you don't know already, I have a Twitter. Just follow me on at Master Wrestlers. That's when I upload little clips and stuff now. And if you... That's right. And if you are looking for anything random, rare, you know, stuff not on the network that you can't find, I might have it and could maybe get it to you if you ask nicely. But, <laughs> but no, that's it. I, I just want to say to you guys as well, you keep doing what you're doing with the podcast. You know I love listening every week. Thank you, Richard. Thanks, Rich. It's the best retro thing podcast out there. We don't pay him for this, folks. We, he just really actually he, likes yeah. us. Right? He just likes the show, folks. We, don't make we, him we didn't ask him to do that. No, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you very much, Richard. And fans, thank you guys for being with us. Hopefully this uh, this piqued your interest a little bit and you want to see more about what Richard Land's all about. Like he said, go follow him on Twitter at Master Wrestlers. Go follow us at OVP Podcast and check out our show if you haven't. We have next week a new one coming out. It's episode number 141. Right. Our season finale, which is a week uh, prior to this, we interviewed, so- we uh, reviewed something, excuse me, very interesting. It was a Bret Hart right. on The Adventures of Sinbad. So you might want to check that out if you want to see what OVP is all about. It sure was something. <laughs> it sure was. But uh, until that time, thank you guys for being with us. Thank you, Richard Land. Again, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn, our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Hopefully we'll see you again sometime soon. See ya. See you later. Stop, 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 stop.